Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Are you ready for the Thursday Night Drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. It's actually none of those people tonight. We, we, we've, uh, I don't know where everybody is. Derek and Tarek are down partying in Chicago. It's my understanding. Jim had another obligation. So we've got the Strofer and we've got the Scrapper. Aaron Norvell in your Strofer and the Scrapper show. Strofer. Oh, it's the Strofer and Scrapper show. It's the, I like that. That's right. I understand that reference too. A little itchy, right. itchy and scratchy from Man. the Simpsons. Love it. Welcome in. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. A big football week. In Wisconsin sports, you get two Packers games in six days. You get Wisconsin and Notre Dame in Chicago. The party's already started down there. Right? I mean, that's my understanding. I talked to Sarek. How you doing, Salah Habibi? Keith Halak and uh, Mr. Engler's down there, and Pete Monty, who took my number, number 48, a great linebacker, ladies and gentlemen. He now resides in. Who's better? Uh, out of Monty or, or, or Salah? No, out of uh, out of the linebacker or you, the linebacker took oh, your Pete number. Monty? Pete, yeah. Pete Monty played in the Super Bowl, so so I would say Pete Monty. Yeah. Remember, I played in Europe. He, he played. The little Norwegian. He, he, I, I played in Austria, but yeah, Pete Monty's better than me. He came in the next year, and Alvarez and and Kaz are like scrap. You were a good player, but we got guys now. <laughs> I mean, this Pete Monty guy, he can bend his hips. He can go side to side. I mean. You know, yeah, I'd say Pete. Pete, I love you, buddy. You're better than me. Who else? Illich. Illich is with them, too. And Gary Casper. All the former Badgers are heading to Chicago. Chicago. That's the place to be. It is the place to be. We won't be there. Our buddy Jesse Nelson will be there uh, covering the game, and he'll check in with us on Saturday for ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, which we'll do live from here. Uh, We've got a really fun show, though, tonight leading up to Wisconsin and Notre Dame at about 6 45, we will be joined by former Notre Dame defensive lineman who played under Barry Alvarez. Linebacker. Linebacker. linebacker who played under Barry Alvarez at Notre Dame before Barry came over to Wisconsin and then played for the Chicago Bears, which, of course, this game being played at Soldier Field. Michael Stonebreaker. That's a hell of a name right there. I mean, is that a linebacker Sto- name? Oh I thought I thought I'm Norvell scared. Scrapper was it. Stonebreaker. <laughs> I got goosebumps just getting ready to talk to him. I mean, he's excited. I got him on the phone today. Stonebreaker! God, it's I'm a, excited. It's a great name. Uh, so we'll be joined by him around 645 and at about 715, like we do each week here on Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Fat Jack, the Fat Jack sports gambling guy. Uh, what do we call him? The gambling god? I don't know what we call him. Uh, he'll join us around <laughs> well, 7.15. He might be, well, he's fat. He might, he might be the gobbling god. How do I actually that? don't think he's that fat. I've seen a picture of him. He's like, he's like a normal-sized dude, but he he's goes by some, fat chat. I can't wait to talk to him. he got some fat picks. Yeah, he's had some fat picks. Four and one MMA weekend for him last week, so this guy knows how to make money, and we'll, he'll teach us how to make some money, hopefully, this weekend 
as well. But I want to start Aaron. He's Aaron Norvell. I'm Alex Struff. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Metro Kia, home of the 10-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Go visit our friends over at Metro Kia today. They'll hook you up, and they'll take care of you for a long time. 200,000-mile warranty. It's amazing. So go see our friends over at Metro Kia of Madison. Now, I want to start Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Obviously, big-time game this weekend, Aaron, down at Soldier Field in Chicago. Wisconsin technically the home team in that one. I imagine we'll see a lot of red, but I imagine we'll see a lot of navy blue as well. Uh, in those stands. I mean, this is the navy first blue, time. I, I, Irish green? Come on. I mean, you Irish know. Irish green, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I guess my mind's not on straight that might I even, Might even some gold for the Golden Domers. I mean, you're going to hey, get can we stop? Can we stop making this uh, sound like a, like a pro Notre Dame show? I'm just telling you, man. This is. This they have is, many colors, okay? I, I've know. been thinking about I this before I even knew I was going to be back <laughs> in Madison. <laughs> I mean, Wisconsin, kind of Notre Dame. I mean, this is. First matchup since 1964. To give you perspective, 64. Barry Alvarez was a senior in high school the last two times these teams played in uh, college football. My brother was one. My dad had just graduated with Pat Richter. How you doing, Pat? Are you listening? My guy. 64. They graduated in uh, 63. So they were just fresh out of college. That's a long time ago. I thought it was in the 1800s the last time they played. Back in like 1804. 1964, the last matchup between these two teams. And this one will take place at, uh, as much as I don't like the Bears, I'm going to call it Historic Soldier Field. I mean, how can you not just hear? I mean, we might even need to hear some music there. The lore, that stadium, the Monsters of the Midway. We got Notre Dame, all their history coming in 94 yeah, 94 miles away from South Bend University is Soldiers Field, and 151 miles from Camp Randall is uh, the distance for hold us on, to go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, listen, I'm... No, 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 Aaron, the impressive part there is, is you were looking at the ceiling. You weren't looking at a was, notebook. Did you look this up earlier today? Burn it a- into your brain? Actors, actors have to remember their lines. They kind of sometimes they look up to remember what their their lines are, and I remember that day. So ninety four and one hundred fifty one. So it's actually 90, closer for Notre Dame. Which yep. I and I live in expected. Verona, so it was one hundred and fifty seven or eight. Okay. But uh, yeah. So the question is out there, folks. I mean, they, I, obviously, Alex going to ask a lot of questions too. But dude, I, I want to know who's going to have more fans. This is such an exciting matchup because half yeah. my teammates at Wisconsin were from Chicago. So, I mean, we all know Notre Dame has yeah. so many fans. I, I think it's going to be split down the middle. I think so, too. But uh, what I will tell you, and this was confirmed earlier today, and pretty exciting stuff here. It was confirmed as Wisconsin is technically the home team. Jump around will be played after the third quarter uh, wow. at Soldier Field. Wow. So Wisconsin wow. invading a Chicago stadium. The jump around is going to play. I mean, that's some pretty big news. That's exciting. I'm excited to see what happens well, well, in Soldier Field. You know what? They deserve it. The college, yeah. speaking of good karma, folks, good karma. Karma comes and karma goes. So last last week, right, Purdue, <laughs> Purdue goes to Notre Dame, and they didn't let them play the drum. That is a college football tradition. They wouldn't let them bring Did their big drum. Did you hear the story about that? No, tell so, me. So the drum didn't fit down the visitor's like tunnel. Right. So they said, yep, yeah, no, even though there was other options. They could have used the home tunnel, but they said, no, not happening there. Uh, if you can't get it through the visitor's tunnel, it ain't happening. So they said, no. Isn't that like, that is the that's, premier definition of petty, right? That's a, like, little, that's a little snobby, Notre Dame. That's a little snobby. I mean, the college football is all about traditions. It's all about fun. That is one big fun thing that we have in college football is that big drum. Boom, boom, boom. They didn't bring it. So I, look at what happened. 
They almost lost the game. Almost lost the game. You indeed. know what I mean? And now they got to deal with jump around. They're saying, you know what? The, co- the college football gods are looking down saying, the Badgers get jump around. Badgers 1-1 one one right now. They lose to Penn State in the opener 16-10, to and they kind of swamp Eastern Michigan, don't yep. allow any scores defensively. We know how good Jimmy Leonard's defense always are. Yep. Uh, but this is a team that could really use a big win against a 12th-ranked opponent like Notre Dame. I mean, this is this game, do you view this game as bigger for Wisconsin? Who, who, who was this game bigger for, Notre Dame or Wisconsin? I mean, both of these teams, Notre Dame obviously 3-0, and but their wins have been either close yeah. or, I mean, they, they barely beat Florida State Week 1 in overtime. They barely beat Tootley-Doo Toledo in Week 2. Tootley-Doo, good memory. You're welcome. And uh, last week, as you mentioned, I mean, they barely get by Purdue. So this is a team that... Certainly hasn't necessarily lived up to that number 12 ranking. And now they're the underdogs going into this game. And like I said, we'll talk to Fat Jack a bit later about uh, the gambling aspect of this big-time matchup. But Wisconsin could use the win. Notre Dame could use the huge. win. Who's who's a bigger four? Huge. Eyes? It's huge. It's bigger. It's the, the biggest for both of them. I mean, right? I could go down the line. Do you want to be 4-0 and or do you want to be 4-1? and Do you want to be 2-1? Um, and or do you want to be one and three? I'm just telling you, it's huge. Not only that, I mean, this is the first time they played since 1964. They're two big bullies kind of in the Midwest. We got some other teams too, but let's face it, they're so close together. Such a historical matchup just for the alumni base. How many people that work together that went to Wisconsin or Notre Dame in the Chicago area yeah. or all over the United States? This is a huge game for both people, for both teams. I mean, it's I mean, it's enormous. It is enormous, and I mean, I I, I reference the early season struggles for Wisconsin. Eh, well, Notre Dame's kind of been iffy. They're undefeated yet, but it's been kind of an iffy start for them. So this is a game where both teams really hope the offenses can get going. And against a Wisconsin defense, that might not look so pretty for no, the Notre Dame offense. Not at all. And I'll tell you what, Strofer. Strofer, I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm sure you're listening. Gotcha, you too. Scrapper. You tell me that, you Scrapper. Too. Now listen, when, J- when Mr. Cohen went down with his teammates because he doesn't do it alone, and they whooped up on, uh, well, they didn't whoop up on him, but when they went into a hostile environment down there in Tallahassee and won that game on a Sunday night when they were the only team on TV, yeah. I was thoroughly impressed, and I was thinking to myself, oh, wow, three weeks is going to be. Yeah. But they've, they've ever since then, they have just been pedestrian. I mean, are you kidding me? Totally do? Come on. Totally do? And uh, per I don't? Just, per I don't. Just, I just don't know what the hell goes through your brain. Per don't. How does your brain work? No, I love you, Purdue. It's just, it's, it's just comedy, man. You guys got to laugh. Stop it's comedy. Stop talking about Purdue. How does well, your brain work? My, my, my point is, it's like they've looked average sauce. You know what I'm saying? They looked average. And the Badgers, they came back. They crushed. They crushed their opportunity to compete, and they won big. But you know what? That was, you know, that was Eastern Michigan, the Screaming Eagle. The Badgers got something to prove. You know what I mean? They got it. You know, they, they, they it, it's huge. It's it's huge for Wisconsin to see how they two weeks of preparation. Are they going to look better? Is Mertz going to look more relaxed? He's just got to let the game flow. He's got to be more relaxed out there. Let the game come to you. It's got to slow down. But I'm telling you, this crowd's going to be huge. I wonder what if it's going to sell out or not. Probably, right? I know there's got to be a lot of people tailgating, crushing course lights. But I'm just saying, this is his first road game. Remember last year he was playing in front of nobody. It was like a scrimmage. This is going to be huge and I hope the young man just relax. Just go out there, rely on your teammates. You don't got to do nothing. You don't got to do everything, brother. It's it this is huge. It's huge. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Do you have high blood pressure? 
Uh, I just I got Coach Mackism. Coach Mack, I just uh, Coach McCarney, who coached at Iowa, who coached was our defensive coordinator. I just I'm 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 I'm, just, I'm a hyper guy. You know what I mean? I'm I'm blessed with unbountiful, pure energy. So, do you have high blood pressure? I don't think so. I haven't. <laughs> well, I haven't had a checkup in a long time. I mean, my you know I couldn't see the doctor in L.A. because of COVID. Oh. You know what I mean? I couldn't. I haven't seen a doctor in a couple years. Is there a doctor in the house? I need a doctor. I'll check your I'll check your pulse during the commercial break. We'll we'll get that all squared away. <laughs> I want to tell you about our friends over at Carbon World Health. Carbon World Health sets itself apart from typical run-of-the-mill gyms by offering a comprehensive approach to training that addresses all of your needs. Health, diet, fitness, hydration, vitamins, hormone optimization, recovery, and the list goes on, and the beat goes on, and the list goes on. Carbon World Health's methods are proven to create sustainable, transformational fitness and health gains. If you're worried about your health safety, Carbon World Health is medically supervised by the great Dr. Nestor Rodriguez, board-certified physician and medical director who implemented the same safety standards as his, hoptable, as his hospital. Experience the difference by signing up for Carbon World Health's six-week all-inclusive experience at an affordable cost. Aaron mentioned Jack Cohn and Graham Mertz a bit. We're going to go all the way in on Jack Cohn and Graham Mertz next because... This really is the battle that everybody's keeping an eye on. As much as people want to say it is Notre Dame-Wisconsin, it is the battle of the defenses, it is the battle of the legendary programs, all eyes are on those two quarterbacks in Jack Cohn and Graham Mertz. We'll take a deep dive on the former teammates, now turned competitors, and we'll do that next. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison. You're listening to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I'm on fire. I'm on We keep on rolling. It's Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app. And Wisconsin on the man brought to you in part by... Fireball. Fire, the, fire. The, <laughs> fire. The sure fire party starter. Take a shot and ignite the night. Tastes like heaven and it burns like hell. It's Fireball. He said fire. <laughs> he said fire. <laughs> what is going on over there? Well, you know, we had the Beavis and Butthead earlier. I'm just, you know, it's continuing the theme. <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Aaron. I loved Beavis and Butthead I've, I've, in college. I've, I've been working with you. I, I had a pair of uh, Beavis and Butthead boxers for a while, but I, you I, mean the dog animals, like four-legged animals with fur. I'm not talking about a dog. I'm talking about like what you wear on your legs. Oh, bro, to cover oh, up no, your private. I don't, I don't do boxers, man. I like it tight. You're, you're a briefs guy? Oh, yeah, man. I'm old school. Come on. Keep it tight. Just like just like Michael. God, what's his name? My brother played with him at the Bears. Michael, what's the D-tackle from the Bears? Number 76 that was on the 85 barrels. Not Dan Hampton, but what was number 76? I'm just going to let you roll. Michael, I want to watch you struggle. Not Dan Hampton, but Dan Hampton actually used to pull him up tight, too. Uh, I can't. Jay, something McMichael. Everybody out there in Chicago is going, how could he not know him? Number 76, the D-tackle. Come on. Somebody out there tell me who he is. All right. Here you go, buddy. Number 76, the D-tackle. Yeah. Are you looking for? McMichael something. 
He was a he was a Steve McMichael. Yeah, Stevie, Stevie McMichael. Uh, speaking of that, my my brother played on the '85 Bears. Did did we mention there's a big football game there? How about the history there? How about like the legends yeah. that have played on that field? Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Brian uh, Erlacher, Brian Erlacher, who was coached by uh, Steve Babich, who also coached linebacker at the University of Wisconsin when I was here. So that was your linebackers coach. He was uh, Morton got fired, so he he went with Morton. And then he left. I'm not sure where he went, but he was here. I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm probably torching his first name, but it's Coach Babich. He in, he uh, in, introduced uh, Erlacher to the Pro Football Hall of Fame world, and he, he was under the Don Morton staff for the University of Wisconsin uh, in 89 and 88. And then Alvarez came in. There you have her. All right, let's get into this quarterback battle because I think all eyes are on the quarterbacks in Saturday's matchup between the Badgers and number 12-ranked Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. Now, the quarterback of Wisconsin, of course, number 5, Graham Mertz, who last year took over took over for an injured Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn, this offseason, transferred and won the starting job at the University of Notre Dame. So, the starting quarterbacks in Saturday's game, former teammates, now competitors, Jack Cohn, and Graham Mertz. Now, Mertz certainly been underwhelming this season. Aaron, he has yet to throw a touchdown pass, is my understanding. Threw a couple picks yes, he did. early. Um, yeah. Now trying to get set, get back, reset, and get ready for the rest of the season with this game at Notre Dame, or against Notre Dame, rather, this Saturday. What do you view as Graham Mertz's biggest hill to climb, if you will, this Saturday? You said something in your little monologue there about resetting. With two weeks to prepare, I just really hope that he settled down. They just they settled him down. They slowed things down in practice and told him to do what he has to do. Just, you know, read your keys. Don't do too much. Settle those feet down. But it is a little, it's a matter on if he slows down. Because when I look across the field and I see uh, Mr. Jack Cohn, who's 62% and 828 yards passing, eight touchdown passes, he is a little comfortable in his skin now granted he's a little older but you know what i mean it's an it's an impossible storyline not to talk about is as much as it is the teams it's what i think it's also what quarterback is going to be the most relaxed and just does their job do your job for your team and not do too much and you know not make to make turnovers and then you know just drive the ship drive the ship man and obviously my microphone being on might help there. Obviously, Wisconsin <laughs> has a great running back core, obviously a great offensive line. That's always the story with this Badgers offense, but they've also got dynamic pieces that allow Graham Mertz to be a little bit uh, more flexible, if you will, and hopefully it comes to fruition finally in this Notre Dame game. Uh, the rushing attack was the story against Eastern Michigan, but... You need to score points in more ways than running the rock against a team like Notre Dame, who always presents a really, really good front seven. So it's going to be exciting to see how Graham Mertz can adjust, respond. I don't know what the right word is there, but I, 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 he needs to have a big game on Saturday for the Badgers to win. I'm not out of line by saying that, am I? I don't know if he needs to have a big game. Um and I don't know what's going on in Vegas. You know what I mean? I, you know, I do like to, you know, to partake in some stuff. Every Badgers once minus six and a half. Six, right six now. and a half. I, I don't Favorite know. By touchdown. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, 
as far as the front seven that you mentioned, of course, Badgers, they got a front seven too, but Notre Dame's going to bring it. I think that we could throw everything out the window with his guys. I mean, obviously the quarterback play, they need to be settled down, but I think both of these defense are going to bring it. Isaiah Pryor, by the way, shout out to his dad, Richard Pryor, played with my brother at Iowa. Uh, Isaiah Pryor is a nice little rover back for them, number 10. He's got seven tackles. He's uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, he's my, coming with the random stats. I love that. But it, th- this is, I mean, look where it's played. You know what I mean? It's, it's like I said, it's played in Shoulder Field. It's going to be the Midwest. I hope it's. I hope there's there's a windstorm or something like that. I hope it's cold and rainy. That's that's what this game should be about. I don't want no sun. Why do you want that? Because we're this is the Midwest, homie. Come on now. We're. I mean, we want sunny and seventy five, so the aerial attack is prominent. Let me just ask you one question: The game is being played in what? The windy city. I want to see some win, but that stadium is so it's so weird now. Uh, you know what? It used to be one of the most iconic stadiums in the world with the pillars and stuff like that, sure. legendary. And then they got this makeover, and it looks like it's not even like it's it's like it's not even even. It's like it looks like a spaceship now. <laughs> I remember when my brother played for the uh, coach for the Raiders. They went in there, and I said, "This is Soldier's Field." It's it's a little different. But I'm kind of going off track. I go off tangents. I'm sorry about that in radio listener world. Apologize about that. But this is an old-fashioned slugfest. I, I think that we can throw this out the window because I, as much as Notre Dame thinks they're Notre Dame and they, they're better than everybody else, I think they're excited to play the Badgers. Are you oh, kidding yeah, me? Why wouldn't they be? They're excited. This is an exciting game, and they want to win this look, game. Look, 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 look. As a, as a competitor, and obviously you are, Aaron, former Badger linebacker. Yep. If you're a competitor, you don't want to be playing – Totally do. You want to be playing number 18 Wisconsin, right? I mean, you want to play the teams that are going to make you better, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm on par there, right? 18 against 12, man. I mean, that's great. You'd I mean, rather see that than totally do. I would. Absolutely. Nothing against totally do. The Max has a lot of great teams. I mean, are you kidding me? To, yeah. yeah I mean, no disrespect to a team I can't even say their real name. Nothing no, against yeah. Toledo, nothing against them Toledo Rockets. They went in there and they played totally well. Do. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows? Notre Dame might have been looking towards Purdue. Maybe. I guarantee you, though, Notre Dame's not going to be looking. Well, Cincinnati's a good squad. <laughs> Cincinnati is a, is a good squad, so I don't know. Is Notre Dame going to be look? They're not going to be looking at, at Cincinnati next week. They're not. They're not. But um, and then we got Illinois, right? I should say. And you're wearing the Illinois uh, orange, by the Michigan, way. Michigan, Michigan. That's Michigan. right. That, that's why I meant. That's right. It's Berry Day. Of course, I'm getting excited. Yeah, I was thinking of Brett Bielema's. But uh, you're right. Yeah. So I mean, hey, they, neither one of these teams could look ahead, man. I'm, no. I'm just thinking the, no, for the I mean, fan this base. Is such, this is such a big game, Aaron, that you obviously cannot look ahead. Wisconsin ranked 18. I or excuse me, I almost said Iowa State. I don't, where, where the hell's my brain going? Today? Cyclones, man. We're thinking about the win. Windy City. <laughs> Notre Dame ranked 12th in the nation. Big time matchup, man. I mean, so we look at the other side. Jack Cohn transferred from Wisconsin this past offseason, looking to play and win against his former squad. The chip's got to be bigger on Cone's shoulder than it is Mertz, right? The Cone Show. I thought he said. I thought he said the Cone Show. Um, I, no, I, I, my, my, I don't think so, man. I you think, think there's a bigger chip on Mertz's shoulder. Um, you, well, Mertz, Mertz has a chip. He's got, he's got that good, you know, he's got that little, he's got that little cocky quarterback thing. I like that. I, quarterbacks got to be cocky, just like cornerbacks, quarterbacks and, and cornerbacks have to be copy, a cocky, but, uh, Cohen, I see a little bit more, you know, a little bit more reserved. Like I said, he's a little bit older. Um, I, I don't think he has a chip on his shoulder. I, I think that, that I, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I think that a little bit more pressure on Mertz. 
I just just a little bit he, because he's got to prove himself. He's it's, got a lot to prove. I mean, um, Cohen's already played in front of a lot of people. This is going to be a away game, even though there's going to be a lot of Badgers fans there. I mean, he's a lot younger than me, but I hope he knows the history of the field that he's playing on. I mean, that's got to make anybody. Not only that, let me just bring this back. I think I've mentioned this in the past. I'm going to tell you right now. When it, I mean, if it's sunny and they, and they get out there and they see those helmets blazing, the sun beating off that golden dome. We might need some music for this. When they see that sun beating off that golden dome and they see, I don't even know what Notre Dame's wearing, but say they're wearing them shiny, shiny gold pants. And if they're the away team, they're in white. I'm just telling you, the the Notre Dame lore, the history of that program. I mean, listen. This guy pro Notre Dame. What's listen, going no, on? No, I'm not pro Notre Dame, but listen, listen to what they got. We got Newt Rockney, Paul Horning, Joe Montana, Tim Brown Heisman Trophy, The Gipper, G- George Gipp, Alan Page, Joe Fiesman, not Theisman. He changed his name. Chris Zorich, who's going to be on the show Saturday. Rocket Ishmael winning the Heisman. Bob Golick, Jerome Bettis. God, is, could that guy run? Alan Page. Brady Quinn, who I used to represent. So when do we cut his mic? And the last but not least, Lou Holtz <laughs> would taught Barry Alvarez a lot of things because right. Coach Alvarez did coach with Lou Holtz, and they yeah, won a national they, championship yes, together. Yes, they did. Before yeah. Barry came uh, to the bright side, to the to the smart side, the University of Wisconsin, where he might be the biggest legend in the state of Wisconsin, at least in sports. But nonetheless. Okay. Notre Dame certainly a it's, uh, there's a history historical there. program. I, some of the, I hope these kids are studying history because it's the first matchup in sixty years there. Yeah, first, yeah, exactly. And we're like you know, look at how close we are together. It's just it's it's huge. The alumni, it's huge for the alumni base. I mean, that's I mean, I wish we were there in person. We so we could do our mascot sounds with all the fans and stuff like that. Scrappers mascot sounds. We might hear the little leprechaun a little later on, but. Um, it's 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 a huge ball game, and these young kids. I know that they don't know all the history, but hopefully they they they've seen some old tapes of some of the great games that have taken place on that field, and understand the history of Notre Dame. So it's it's you know it's it's huge. It is huge. Um, so back to my question, right? I mean, Jack Cohn, Graham Hurts both coming in. <laughs> you do go on tangents. But Jack Cohn, Graham Hurts both coming in with big chips on their shoulder. But I, but I view. Jack Cohn's a little bit bigger, just given the matchup, right? Going against Wisconsin, somewhere where he was the starting quarterback, went down with an injury, which is nobody's fault, and then never was able to reclaim that starting quarterback role. And now he's a starter at Notre Dame, a better record than Wisconsin, a higher ranking than Wisconsin, playing a technical road game against Wisconsin. Like, all the signs point to Jack Cohn coming in and saying, look, I'm the man, I should have been the man. Oh, that's what you meant by chip. Okay, gotcha. You know, I'm sorry. I was thinking. I was thinking of chocolate chips. I'm kind of hungry. But anyway, the, the, yeah, you're right. As far as you know, okay. Now why we'll not go, potato chips? Scrapper's hungry, man. I worked all day. I didn't get a chance to eat. So anyway, um, it, you know what? You're right. They both have a little bit different motivations. I mean, you, you're right. He ha, he's got to have a chip. You know, this was his team, and you know, for unforeseen. I mean, it's it's un, unfortunate that he that he lost his. Uh, you know, he got hurt, but. He has a different motivation. Yeah, he wants to prove himself, and um, and I think Mertz kind of wants to just prove himself, just being a competent quarterback and just going out there and getting the win and covering the six. Maybe I, I mean there, there's it's a little bit different. Like he's like I beat you. Oh, out. they're totally different. I beat I beat you out. You know this is my team now. Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm Jack Cohen. I'm sure has been dialed in all week long. And it's weird with Jack Cohen, right? I mean he's obviously a former Badger, so you cheer for him. 
But it's one of those guys that there was no bad blood. Like, I feel like people are off the Graham Merch train just given his... And that's what you hear. I mean, we work and talk radio. We hear a lot of people saying, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm over Graham Mertz. We heard it after the opening loss to Penn State on, on the Wisconsin College Game Day postgame show. People said, all right, it's time to look at Chase Wolf all of a sudden. I mean, that's, that's obviously a, a huge overreaction. But when you look at a guy like Jack Cohn who's succeeding and, and no longer with Wisconsin, it's still hard not to cheer for him. Uh, even as the opponent this week in Chicago. So uh, both of these guys have a lot to prove. Going to be fun what each of them bring to the table on Saturday. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison, brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, home of the famous Horseshoe Bar and Madison's Best Happy Hour, where perfectly primed steak meets classic New Orleans-inspired sides and handcrafted cocktails all served alongside Ruth's own brand of warm hospitality. Each steak is prepared just the way Ruth liked it, seared to perfection in an 1,800-degree broiler, finished with butter, fresh parsley. Uh, uh, you were hungry before. I want, to cr- I want to crush a steak right <laughs> now so bad. Crush. served on a 500-degree sizzling plate. Don't touch it. That's hot. Uh, but Wow, this is making me hungry. Ruth's Chris also <laughs> helping us out on Wisconsin On Demand here on Thursday Night Drive. You can listen anytime on your time, wherever you get your podcast. Maybe you're just tuning in, missed the first half hour. Maybe you're just tuning out, going to miss the next 90 minutes. You can listen to the full show on Wisconsin On Demand, the app, wisconsinondemand.com, or wherever you get your podcast. Just look up Thursday Night Drive. We're going to continue the conversation around Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Next, this is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison. It's not quite October. I feel like this is such an October song. Alex Gravatt helping us out produce the show. What's the thought here? Oh, it's spoopy season. It is fall. I guess I guess you got a spoopy season. It started. Yeah, absolutely. You look like you're ready for Halloween with that orange. You look like a little cute pumpkin over there. He's got he's got orange on. Cute. You're adorable. I, I guess got I got that. Wow. An orange hoodie. He looks like a little cute orange ghost. At least I got that going for me. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison, presented by Coors Light, hanging out at the Park Bank ESPN Madison. Studios talking a little Wisconsin Notre Dame with former Wisconsin linebacker Aaron Norvell. I'm Alex Strofe hanging out with you. And Aaron, uh, we were just talking quarterbacks a, a bit. Obviously, that is the big storyline uh, for Saturday's game as Jack Cohn, former Roger, taking on his former teammate Graham Mertz, now the starter here at Wisconsin. Uh, but a lot, a lot of fun storylines in this one. Obviously, the historic building that it's held in, Soldier Field, in Chicago, the historic, you know, backgrounds of both of these franchises in Notre Dame and Wisconsin. I mean, there is so much history going into this. Their first battle since 1964. Hey, Badger fans! I'm. I went to school here. My dad went to school here. My brother coached here. I am a Badger through and through. But who has the better fight song? I mean, come on. You're not picking Notre Dame again, are you? I, I'm just What's saying. What's with all this pro Notre Dame talk? I, I am a Badger through they, and through. But the but I love. I'm a college football purist, and it has Notre Dame fight song has such a huge history in our country of college football. Come on, I mean, come on, man! Don't you get goosebumps when you hear that? Okay. I mean, come on, we're talking the Tim Brown Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, we talked about the legends. How about Rudy? 
They made a movie of it. You know what I mean? Rudy. Rudy. The Four Horsemen. I mean, this is a huge game. It sounds like you're cheering for Notre Dame. I'm cheering for... What I like to see is I want to see these teams. I want want them... What's going on? At the end of the game, I want these people to say, I crushed my opportunity to compete. The fans are going to crush having a good time. Why won't you say you're cheering for Wisconsin? Oh, I'm all over Wisconsin. I'm cheering for them. I'm cheering for them, but I cheer for, you know... Great effort on both sides. I want fans to be nice to each other. This that's what college football is all about. I want fans to be nice. You know the, to the each week's other. all stressful and stuff like that. College football, like I said, every week it's like Christmas, man. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You open up the little package in the morning and say, "Ooh, who's going to win? Who's going to win here? Who's going to win there? Ooh, turn over here, turn over there." I didn't know that was going to. Ooh, that reminds me of a little Irish leprechaun there. You know. The Irish leprechaun says, you, th- you think I'm going to lose to a badger, lad? Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm fu- I'm four foot two. I got tights on. You think I'm going to lose to a badger? I taught Conor McGregor everything he knew. There's no way I'm going to lose to a badger. What's the best accent you got up your sleeve? <laughs> that was kind of Scottish, too. But, you know, William Wallace, you know, I'm Irish. William Wallace, he's got the long locks. I'm a little Irish. I'm, you know, I'm going to go to Chicago. The Irish are the, I'm going to go to Chicago, and I'm going to thump on that little badger. You know, I mean, that's that's probably what I'm he's saying. I'm really not liking all the pro Notre Dame talk out of Aaron Norvell. I'm corner. trying to motivate. I hope, I hope these kids are listening. Paul, are you listening? Rudy, the coaches, players, are they listening? I just, I'm, I'm trying to motivate them, man. I'm getting, I'm giving them bullet board material. Yeah, you know, Norvell, punchable face. So <laughs> I, I guess that is bulletin board material, isn't it? Especially punchable tonight. I'm just kidding. Of course, this is Metro Kia's You can't Thursday reach it for us. a long table, brother. It is a long table. I'm very far away from you. Long table. Long table, indeed. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, this Saturday at Soldier Field. Next segment, we're going to Talk with Michael Stonebreaker, who might have the greatest name of all time. Uh, he was a linebacker at the University of Notre Dame when Barry Alvarez was the defensive coordinator, right. as well as uh, played a year with the Chicago Bears. So uh, a couple of ties there with Mike Stonebreaker. So we will chat with him next. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Group Health Cooperative. Group Health Cooperative knows you're more than a number. Your GHC doctor gets you, understands you, and doesn't just care for you, but about you. And GHC knows you have high expectations. If you have an experience at a GHC clinic that doesn't meet your expectations, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. It's another reason why you and GHC are better together. Group Health Cooperative. Caring for you and about you. Mike Stonebreaker is next. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison. This is just disrespectful, and I kind of dig it. Yes. I kind of dig it. Yeah. This <laughs> is fights on that. <laughs> this is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Line at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. I'm Alex Strope alongside former Wisconsin linebacker Aaron Norvell. And super pleased to be joined now by the opposite side. We're going into enemy territory here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As former Notre Dame linebacker, former Chicago Bear, former New Orleans Saint, an all-around legend is, is what I'm hearing. Don't forget about the Frankfurt Galaxy. 
Can't forget about the Frankfurt. <laughs> That's Galaxy. right. Yeah, you like that, Stoney. Yeah, huh? Stoney like that. Stonebreaker joins us now. Mike, really appreciate the time. Now, now the first question I've got for you, man: Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Soldier Field. Obviously, you've got a ton of connections with all those places, right? You played under Barry Alvarez, who obviously a, a big legend here in Madison. You played for the Bears at Soldier Field. What does this game mean for you, and how excited are you for this matchup on Saturday? It's big. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. Uh, it's big. It's a big game, Notre Dame-Wisconsin. I don't know when the last time they played. Uh, 1964, when, when Mike. Played. 1964. Before you were born, right. Mike. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a big game, man. I wish, you know, I wish I was playing in, in this game. But, <laughs> you know, being from, uh, being from uh, uh, Notre Dame and, and – you know, playing at a, at a high level and winning a national championship at Notre Dame. Every game we played was 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 the visitors' uh, big game of the year. You know, and so the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame fans travel pretty strong. So most of the games we played, we felt like they were home games because they had so many Notre Dame fans uh, in the in the stadium. And uh, you know, in Notre Dame, Wisconsin, I'm sure that I know Wisconsin uh, travels. Uh, just as good or maybe better than Notre Dame. And so that, that Soldier Field is going to be covered in red and white, I'm sure, uh, with a little blue and gold mixed in there also. So, uh, you know, it's exciting. It might be, I'm telling you, it might be split down the middle. Mike, hey, hey, Stonebreaker, dude, I looked up to the Boz. I wanted to be the Boz in high school, but I'm telling you right now, I looked up to you too. You guys won the national championship with Coach Alvarez, brother. I played the same position you did, Eagle linebacker. When Coach Alvarez got to Madison, I watched so much film on you. He said, you got to watch Stonebreaker. Watched so much film on you that I got a chance to beat you on the sidelines. And uh, first of all, it's great to get caught up with you, man. I mean, you got the best college football name in the history of college football. Better than Tebow. <laughs> but, you know, my question to you, I got a lot of questions for you. I don't know if we have a much, much enough time, old 40, 40, uh, 42, 40 deuce. You were 42, right? 42. 40 deuce 42 that's right 40 deuce not tark solid ladies and gentlemen right yeah my question to you is i mean you have so many big games and we weren't on your radar let me ask you a question that we might be able to turn up the little rivalry here be honest what did you guys think about wisconsin like what the wisconsin badgers i mean we're playing them now we're good but what do you overall what what have you thought about the wisconsin badgers where we are and just what, what what's your opinion of madison wisconsin the wisconsin badgers and you know when you were playing back well, then back, I know in, back in uh 86 was my what my freshman year was 86 at notre dame you know through uh 90 i didn't i didn't think anything of wisconsin badgers the only thing I knew about Wisconsin was uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Andy Heck, who's coaching with the Kansas City Chiefs now. He had a friend of his from high school that was going to University of Wisconsin at Lacrosse. So they had, they had uh, Coon Creek weekend. He's like, Jody, man, you got to drive with me, you know, eight hours to to Lacrosse because I got to go visit my buddy before he graduates. And I had the best time at Coon Creek uh, weekend in uh, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. I tell you that, but. You know, I, Wisconsin wasn't even. You know, they they were one in when you know three games. They won three games, I think, or six games yeah, over. It, you know, don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. Number of years. So, uh, you know, when Barry went there, uh, I went to Wisconsin. I met you on the sideline. <laughs> That's the very, right. Very first game that he coached. 
You know, that's how much respect I have for Barry. Todd Light and I drove up uh, and to, to Madison to watch Barry's uh, uh, first game because, you know, yep. we love him as, as, as a person and respect him as a coach. And he's just, a, as you know, just an all-around great guy. Yep. Now, subsequently, however many years later, 2005, Frank Stams and I drove to Wisconsin uh, in that rainstorm and watched Barry's last game that he coached uh, at Wisconsin. Once again, because we, you know, Frank called me up and said, hey, man, it's Barry's last game. We need to get up there. And, uh, you know, and we drove up after the game, went down on the field and went to the coaches uh, meeting and, and went to the uh, went to the uh, uh, party they had after the uh, after the game just to show our respect to uh, Barry Alvarez because, you know, of all the coaches I've had, most coaches uh, you kind of want to try to avoid. But, you know, I would go in on my off time and sit in Barry's office and hang out with Barry because, you know, it, it, it was it was fun. And, uh, and you know, like you alluded to earlier, playing Eagle linebacker in Barry Alvarez's office is – that, I mean, in Barry Alvarez's defense, is set up for the Eagle linebacker That's to right. make all the plays. That's right, man. So if you're not making 15, 20 tackles a game, you're not doing your job. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Casper. I, I so beat you in Texas. you got to fly, fly, fly around to the ball and tackle the man with the ball. It's real simple. Love it. Mike Stonebreaker joining us here on Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. And, Mike, you talk a lot about Barry, but you played for him when he was the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. When he departed for Wisconsin, did you realize the impact he'd have at the University of Wisconsin? Obviously, you knew he was a good coach, but did you realize the impact he could have and obviously ended up having at the University of Wisconsin? Well, I had one year to play left to play at Notre Dame, so you should have asked me how pissed off I was. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, of course, all the confidence in the world, you know, he's a straight-up guy. He's fundamentally sound, you know, going through defenses. You know, our whole thing uh, was to practice hard and, 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 and play hard and, you know, to keep, keep uh, Lou Holtz down on the offensive end because he had no business coming down to the defensive end because our defense was good and we had everything under, under wraps. They need to worry uh, about what the offense was doing. But, I know that uh, him going there, you know, and, and I watched it and, you know, watched the first, you know, season, struggle, struggle, and then all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. You know, he started winning, started packing that stadium, and I'm like, man, Barry runs Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, he's doing such a good job for that university. He's, you know, making so much money for the uh, program and the university, and, you know, and and – the fans and and the uh, trustees at Wisconsin know that and understood that, and you know have made him uh, uh, the the athletic director, and you know have just you know I'm sure cherished the relationship. They made a good pick when they picked Barry. Yeah, he changed the culture here, and I love playing for him. Also, that was an awesome testimony to coach. I love him to death. He's done so much for me in uh, in my years. I don't want to get sentimental, but every time I beat him. Coaches helped me out, but uh, let's talk about Radio World. Check this out, all right? So when I met you in 1990, 
I, you know, it was on the sidelines. It was loud. I had ear pads in and I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. You know, I got a mouthpiece in. I didn't understand where you were from. I didn't know that you were from Louisiana. What a river is Louisiana. So I, I didn't hear that accent years ago because it was too loud on the sidelines. But how does a kid from Louisiana escape LSU, Bama, all them Florida schools, you know, Raging Cajun? I mean, how did you escape Louisiana and go up to Notre Dame? Well, in 86, you know, I probably went to every LSU home game and enjoyed. There's not a, I'll still say there's not a better stadium in the country on a Friday, on a Saturday night, you know, to to play uh, college football than Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. That the fans are wild. You know, they've had their tailgating before the game. They're right on top of the field. When those lights come on, you know, it's it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, feeling, but I went on. I went to John Curtis High School. John Curtis, we won the state championship uh, my sophomore, junior, senior year. I think J.T. Curtis may be the winningest coach in in high school football history with like 400 and I don't know what the numbers are. 86 wins, 20 losses, and eight ties. Oh my god, uh, something like that. So you know, we had a pretty. You know, they taught fundamentally sound football. Good. And so I got recruited. I went to. Uh, my the biggest uh, uh, trip I went to, I went to te- I went to UCLA, and I told the guy I said I like UCLA I like this school a lot. They had all the players had condos <laughs> overlooking the beaches. I'm like yeah I can see myself here right. <laughs> I'm like this is me. And uh, the next week they signed the number one uh, linebacker in the state of uh, California. So they called me up and they said we no longer have a scholarship for you uh, anymore. And so. Uh, my last two trips were youth, were uh, Notre Dame and LSU, and you know just after visiting uh, Notre Dame, and you know it was it was back and forth, back and forth. I could have gone either way, but you know I said I'm going in. I'm you know I want to get uh, go to Notre Dame, man. Hey, Mike, football. I don't mean they to jump in real quick, but that just I, I just want to say well along that theme, can you just tell us what it's like to have played in that stadium for that legendary program. Just just real quick, tell us what it is to be a fighting Irish to, and to win the national champion. Tell tell us about being a Notre Dame fighting Irish, please. Yeah, it's, 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 that's what it is. It's playing at Notre Dame, winning all your games, and playing for the national championship. You know, that that's the ultimate, uh, you know, feeling and and – to be able to bring that program back to its glory, you know, Notre Dame versus USC last game of the year, number one versus number two in the Coliseum in LA sold out Coliseum. Mm -hmm. You know, it's games like that. Every game was sold out. Every body wanted to beat us. And, uh, you know, we just kept taking it week by week, man, and just beating all these, uh, all these fellas, you know, they coming up and, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty special feeling. No doubt about it, and uh, Notre Dame ended up being a pretty wise choice, Mike, huh? Yeah, it worked out in the long run. Just all right. A couple finalists for the Butt Kiss Award, National Championship. Yeah, it was just a decent decision. (laughs) Mike Stonebreaker here joining us on Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. So when you look at Saturday's matchup, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, I have a hard time believing you'd go against Notre Dame, but it it really should be a good one. Where where does... uh, where does Stoney think this one will, will end up? This is where I think it's going to end up. I really don't watch that much football. I haven't seen Wisconsin play. Sure. And uh, I really have no idea. 
You know, I'm just, I I would just be there for the excitement, for the you know, for the fans, for the uh, you know, seeing Barry, seeing the Notre Dame guys, and and you know, uh, just appreciating uh, uh, the whole atmosphere. So you will be there. It doesn't Mike. really matter who wins to me. <laughs> Michael, I want to know who. What I mean, there's so many Michigan, Miami, Ohio State. I want to know who was the team that you guys circled. Who did you hate the most and and, and wanted to destroy? Every week, every week, ah. it didn't matter. Our defense, our defense was so good, man. Our defense swarmed to the ball. It didn't matter what the offense was running. Chris Zorch and I were pushing each other, laughing, knocking each other out the way, trying to get to the ball carrier first. You know, after the play, Chris was like, "Mike, get up." I'm like, "No, you get up." No, you get up. No, because whoever gets up last, they call their name, right? Oh, That's God. right. That's right. So we, we we were battling with each other. It didn't matter what the offense ran. You know, I remember Todd Light intercepted the ball against uh, Miami, and, and two guys on top of him, you know, giving oh, them the business, right? I blasted both of them off. I'm like, get off the T-Light, man. You know? And so it was just backing each other up, playing every down as hard as you can you know everybody runs to the ball everybody the play's not over until you're off the field and so just that attitude it didn't matter who whoever came up next because there was you know uh 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 you know navy and air force gave us hard games you know what i mean because it was notre dame and it was their biggest game of the year so you know we had to come every single week you got to come to play Mike, one last one before we let you go. What are you up to now? What's what's life look like for Mike Stonebreaker? I'm down in New Orleans, man. I just survived Hurricane Ida. Attaboy. Uh, yep. My Great. garbage uh, hasn't been picked up yet. I got electricity back. Uh, I'm in the coffee business. I cold drip coffee. We cold drip coffee, bottle it, and sell it in grocery stores. It's called No Brew, N-O Brew, and uh, it's a delicious cold brewed coffee and um i've got four daughters and that's what i do man i make coffee i raise my girls and uh back in new orleans awesome to hear well really appreciate the time mike and uh glad to hear you're you're killing the game in life glad to hear uh everything's all right down in new orleans uh since the hurricane but appreciate you stopping by you crushed mike Uh, coach is gonna be proud of you of uh, Aaron coming off the sidelines and, and tackling somebody during the game. I think those chances are high. I've never seen somebody with I, so much energy, I Mike. still got it, buddy. I look like a... <laughs> hey, I got to do a couple more sit-ups, but I look like a Greek god. Keep your head up. Keep your head up, man. Drive. Drive through the test. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's he's, right. He's Mike Stonebreaker, former Notre Dame linebacker, former NFL linebacker, joining us here on Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. A big thanks to him, a great conversation, awesome. really enjoyable conversation. As mentioned, he played under Barry Alvarez when Alvarez was the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He played for the Chicago Bears, so a lot of ties to this one on Saturday, and I know he'll be watching that one with a close eye. I don't know if anybody will be watching that game closer than Barry Alvarez, though, Aaron. Coach Alvarez is going to be, well, you know, he's grandson. I mean, let's think right. about that. He's got family. I mean, not only that, did he, you know, he helped rebuild Wisconsin. He coached at Notre we, Dame. We know where his alliance lies, but I the, mean, the last it, two teams it, he coached for. It's going to be it's going to be bittersweet. I would think that he's leaning a lot more towards Wisconsin. Oh, for sure. You know, it, but it's going to be special for him, man. I'm, I, I know he's going to have that old Barry Alvarez grin. He's going to be sitting up there having a good old time, and hopefully the Badgers can come on top so that grin can stay throughout the night. No doubt about it. Well, we're looking forward to it. That'll probably cap off our college talk 
for the night, but we've got you for another hour hanging out with you until 8 o'clock here across ESPN Wisconsin, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive presented by Coors Light. The Packers snuck out a win against the Detroit Lions on Monday. They're in another primetime spot this week. We'll dive into it next. It's Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Are you ready for the Thursday Night Drive? This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. With former Badgers Rose Bowl champions Tarek Sala and Derek Engler, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, I'm not Jim Rutledge, and he's not a Rose Bowl champion, but we're with you regardless. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, that oh. one burns a little bit, that doesn't low, it? Man. That's I'm low, sorry man. about on. that. I'm, I'm not over that yet. I still, I'm in therapy still. Come on, oh, brother. Really? Still? Yes. My brother got two Rose Bowl rings, three Rose Bowl rings. I got my dad got one, and I got the big zero. Well, I'll, I'll be your therapist. We can Jeez. talk about that if you want. Right. I'm Alex Strope. He is former Badgers linebacker Aaron Norvell. Alex Gravat helping out run the show. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand, presented by Coors Light. How'd I do there? Was that a pretty good crack? I thought that was a decent crack. Nailed it. Yeah, I know Tarek and Derek a little bit better at that. Um, I'm I'm sure they've crushed a few Coors Lights uh, in Chicago. Well, yeah, they're down there for uh, an alumni event. Uh, So Aaron and I are with you tonight. But there was only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue. When your beer is cold, I mean, that's pretty sweet. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment that is made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive, talking all things football as we lead up to Thursday Night Football. I like how you did that. You should get audience. You should have saw when he said Metro Kia. He got excited. I'm excited. They must have given you a car. No, nah, not quite. But well, hey. we're working keep, on you it. You keep though. you keep saying it like that. You you gonna get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jeez, you excited? I am excited. I'm excited to be here on a Thursday night. We've got Thursday night football as the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers set to kick off here in about 20 minutes. I want to remind you if you missed any of today's show, including our really fun conversation with former Notre Dame linebacker Mike Stonebreaker, you can head over to WisconsinOnDemand.com, the Wisconsin On Demand app. Or wherever you get your podcast, just search Thursday Night Drive, and you can listen to the full two hours uh, of us breaking down all things football. But I want to dive into the NFL side of things, Aaron, as the Green Bay Packers responded on Monday night this week against the rival Detroit Lions, put up 35 points after only putting up three in Week 1 and getting their first win of the year. I know you were watching it with some buddies, having a blast on Monday night as we were exchanging a few texts back and forth. Absolutely. Uh, Big win for the Packers as they get back on the right track and and now preparing for Sunday night football. Got to win those NFC Central. I mean, the boys are coming over here from Michigan. It was almost like Penn State came over here with all those white jerseys. I thought it was Penn State out there. They're all white lines. I'm like, I haven't seen that before. Now, yeah, you're you're right. That was the first time. That was the first time they wore white pants. Yeah. In like what, what was it like seventy years or something crazy like that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's about. I didn't know teams didn't wear white pants. I know the Packers don't. I'm just telling you, man. Maybe it was an optical illusion. I'm, I'm just telling you. You look over there, you see the white pants. They're not used to that. I mean, maybe they because both teams kind of started slow, but uh, I mean the, the Lions. I think they jumped on them first. They did, yeah. And uh, you know, obviously the Packers settled down, but you know, the, 
it they, they came to play and obviously Rodgers and uh, the rest of the team settled down. But yeah, I mean, at first they, they, I was kind of nervous. You know, was no, looking, me too, look, man. Look, looking a little shaky. Look, I, I think a lot of people were, were under the understanding or maybe the presumption that the Packers might not be as good as they were cracked up to be preseason. They had a horrible showing in week one against New Orleans. They lost by like a billion points. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, that's probably what I'd call it. But yeah. then they come out, you know, second quarter, second half, and really put the beating on the Detroit Lions. And then you're thinking, okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers is here to play. Maybe he is here to reclaim his grant as the reigning NFL MVP and the tumultuous offseason. I mean, there's all sorts of things that went into that. But I think that shuts a lot of people up with a big win on Monday. I, I, at least that's how I view it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just looking at the stats. I mean, the stats are pretty even. You got three, four, 340. Uh, 344 yards total for the uh, Lions, 323 for the Packers. Passing yards, 236, 227 for the uh, Packers. Uh, the turnover, you know, we got a turnover, we got an interception thrown by um, a little golf there. And that, that's, that's. We like to call him Jared Goof around here. Yeah, yeah, a little golf. Well, he's younger. So, but uh, nine penalties for 78 yards. That's huge. Packers only had 50, but I mean, stats are, are fairly even. Yeah, you but know. the scoreboard wasn't. I mean, Green Bay runs away with that one by 18 points. So it's it's exactly what you want to see out of a team like Green Bay, who, I mean, as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, the, the crazy offseason, the uncertainty, the vagueness, all the in-betweens with that situation. Then he lays an egg offensively week one. So you're just saying, huh, is this guy going to be the MVP again, or is he going to be benched? I mean, it it was outrageously bad in week one, but they respond. I mean, he mounts back. I mean, he's he's a pro for a reason, right? I mean, that's true. Four touchdowns, 255 yards. The kid can play. So he mounts back, and, uh, you know, obviously they had a tough one this week, but he responded. Yeah, the Packers underdogs this weekend at – San Francisco Sunday Night Football against the 49ers, three-point underdogs, uh, which makes sense to me, right? I mean, San Francisco, I mean, the entire NFC West as a whole looks really good right now, but Green Bay, the underdog, San Francisco, favored by only a field goal. So, I mean, it's still a pretty even matchup in the eyes of uh, our good bookies, Aaron. Uh, I know yours is James Franklin from Penn State. That's but, right. Uh, down in, down Red, in Florida, R- right? Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach is where he is. That's oh. right. Twin brothers with the, it's, it's Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach. <laughs> and I crushed him over the weekend, by the way. That a boy. Uh, but So I, I'm intrigued by this matchup this weekend, right? I mean, I look at San Francisco as a true competitor, probably the deserved favorite. But Green Bay's got a lot to prove. We talked about it with the Badgers, too. I mean, this is a team that's got a lot to prove. They need to go out and crush it. They, crush they it. They need to crush it. And then you, don't forget that these two coaches are very good friends. So right. there might be a little bit of motivation. Still up at each other's weddings, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Like, there's very, a lot going on there. I mean, I don't think that these each one of these coaches is putting a, a little extra time in the film room and, uh, you know, per, telling the players that this means a little bit more. So, um yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a battle. You know what I mean? Definitely should be. And Green Bay's history on the West Coast, not always so good. But no. maybe that, especially against San Francisco in the LaFleur era. So we'll see what happens. Gravat, how you feeling back there, buddy? Well, my big thing is that Rodgers has just never done that well against San Francisco. That's it's true. his hometown team. He's 4-6 and six all-time, or at least he was last year. I don't know if that changed 
recently. I can't remember. Uh, and then also, I got a little Bleacher Report blurb this morning Uh-oh. that over the offseason, there was a rift, some tension between Shanahan and LaFleur as, uh, as things started to rear their ugly head with Rodgers, specifically around draft night. Yeah, didn't John Lynch give Green Bay a ring and Brian Gutekunst hung out hung up the phone on him? Like, isn't that what happened? Uh, draft night or around there. So yeah, that that makes sense. Interesting. They're trying to pump that matchup up a little bit. It sounds like I feel like they're still fine. Um, but it's gonna be a fun one. I, I mean, seriously, it, these are these are two offenses that are completely different. San Francisco's been through like eighty four running backs this year. Just been hit with that injury bug again. Uh, Jimmy G's the starter, but Trey Lance, the rookie quarterback, brings an interesting wrinkle yeah, into that offense. Got a great defense, does San Francisco. So I think that's the battle to watch, right? San Francisco D versus Green Bay O. I, I'm unsure of what my expectations are for Green Bay. I, I'm I'm unsure if I should expect them to put up 14 points or 42. It's it's a very strange game. It's hard to read. Well, we know if they put up three, they're probably not going to win the game. We learned that in week one, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think that the, the Packers got it going again. And uh, Rodgers, like I said, with those four touchdown passes, and, you know, maybe this is when they go out there and crush. You know what I mean? I, it's uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? It's... it's uh, it's a it's a long, long, long trip. The Packers should be ready. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be ready. I'm hoping they're going to be ready too, because I've got a lot to spill on this matchup, San Francisco and Green Bay, and we'll continue to do that next. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on ESPN Madison, brought to you in part by our friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, home of the famous Horseshoe Bar. Now. When I hear Horseshoe Bar, I just get excited. I don't even know what that means. I mean, I've been to Ruth's Chris, so I know what it means. But if you just told me Horseshoe Bar, I wouldn't exactly know what to expect. But when you go in there, you understand what it means, and you understand why it's Madison's best happy hour. Mm. Where perfectly, um, you said you were hungry, Aaron? I'm hungry. Ready to be even more hungry? Yes. Where perfectly primed steak meets classic New Orleans-inspired sides and handcrafted cocktails all served alongside Ruth's own brand of warm hospitality. Each steak is prepared just the way that Ruth liked it. Seared to perfection in an 1,800-degree custom broiler, Mm. finished with Mm. butter, fresh parsley, then served on a 500-degree sizzling plate. Unbelievable. Also, the sponsor of Thursday Night Drive on Wisconsin On Demand. Search Thursday Night Drive wherever you get your podcasts or on wisconsinondemand.com. I've got a take on Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to give that next. It's Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is the cynical. Angel is the cynical. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. We welcome you back to Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app. And Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Alex Strofe alongside former Wisconsin linebacker, Hollywood legend. That's right. Oh, well, well that, you I, said I, that. I'm just, I was a working <laughs> actor. I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I was I was honored and to work for a long, long, long time. I never even said your name. You're already jumping in. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, sorry. We're with Shia LaBeouf, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Shia LaBeouf. That's awesome. Aaron Norvell with us here in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Alex Gravatt with us as well, helping out run the show. 
On you were, you, 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 were, you were excited about that song, you know. The, the, but do you know who actually sing? I was not like, a, not a I chance. was thinking to myself, this 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 kid even know who was singing that? Not a chance. Who was that? A stranger and then the center, angel in the centerfold. You know who that is? The John Fogerty. No, start starts with a J. I give up. Jay Giles Band. I would have never. If you gave me a hundred guesses, I, I wouldn't have. Gotten I know. That I'm thinking correct. to myself, is that a one hit wonder? No, they had, they had some other hits. Yeah, okay. they, had, they had some. I can't off the top of my head. You know, eight well, six seven five three zero oh, nine. I mean, that's them. That's yeah, Tommy Two Tones. I was going to say that's uh, not them. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I was close. Yeah, no, you weren't. No, you weren't at all. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night, I guess. So I said on the other side, I've got a take on Aaron Rodgers, and I, I wanted to get your feedback on this, Rogers. Aaron, because Rodgers. Just got down and check. Um, so he had some words to say this week um, about the media and about the unfair coverage on him. And he's, he's attempting to take the narrative back, which I'm okay with by all means. Now, the thing is, a lot of people, even on this station, have been saying that Aaron Rodgers maybe isn't trying or maybe doesn't have... You know, his mind in the right place. Maybe that attributes to the poor week one performance. But I'm with Rodgers on this. That's all crap. This guy isn't coming to Green Bay to give 50%, to give 25%. I I find it hard to believe that he would do anything but give 100%. I think we saw that on display on Monday. So it'll be fun to see. Sorry about that. Clicking my pen. Clicking your pen, and it was in my. It's my favorite pen. Don't be. Don't be hiding that. What if I just break it? I mean, no, no, no. That's my favorite pen. So I just find it hard to believe you. You got ADHD more more than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. You're up here. You got a harmonica. You're flicking with a pen. Where is my harmonica? I took that too. I just. I can't even get a takeoff without this guy. Coming in. <laughs> Rogers is a competitor. That's why he came back. Well, of course, that's why he also helps the trader for Randall Cobb. But at the end of the day, to think that this guy isn't going to go out and give it a, give it his all is just no. utter nonsense to me. And I, I mean, the way he played on Monday obviously helps that argument, given that the way he played the week before certainly doesn't. But at the end of the day, this guy will still probably be in the conversation, assuming he stays healthy, for the MVP award. I mean, we as fans, right, we tend to overreact. We tend to have a unbelievable recency bias, and I don't think any of us, especially as fans, did you say race, can help that. Racist, what did you say? Racist bias? is what Recency you bias? Oh, I thought you said racist bias. I was like, this show was going to get... I was <laughs> like, hey! We almost went to a different place. Uh, no, not that at all. Recency bias, and... It's interesting to me to see how many people have flipped that 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 opinion now that Rodgers has come out and kind of reclaimed the narrative uh, of of his story in this season and and what which might be his final season in Green Bay. But to think that he's going to come out and only give fifty percent or seventy five percent is is BS. I have Aaron Rodgers back not because he's got a great name, Aaron, because. None of us has it's been a pretty solid man. Not none of us have been in his position. I mean, there's thirty thirty two quarterbacks out there. They are the head of the team. They get scrutinized by the media more than anybody. Now, sometimes some quarterbacks handle it a little better than others, but he's not here. I mean, he's here to play the game. He's here to win. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And like I said, some people handle it a little different in the media than others. But he's here. He's a team player. You know, like I said, he bounced back last week, and you know, you got to give him a break, man. I mean, like I said, it's like you know, the Beatles had, you know, there was four Beatles, right? 
So there they, was. They can they you know so they had a lot of media attention so they could bounce off each other. There's only one starting quarterback on the Green Bay Packers. He's kind of on a pedestal by himself, and there's other guys doing. It's it's a you know if and you're never in that position, it's hard to do. right. And he's more, been on that yeah. pedestal you mentioned for what now yeah. 16, 17 years as the starting quarterback, or yeah. at least in Green Bay. But I I don't know, Aaron. I I really don't understand how we can just make these assumptions and these really conclusions after two weeks of football that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be what he was a year ago. Now there is there's all sorts of things that play into this, right? I mean, he didn't show up to optional training camp earlier this summer because he was still disgruntled and upset with the Green Bay Packers front office. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, rightfully so. So to sit here and act like this guy isn't going to give it his all in what still kind of looks like his final year in Green Bay, I just don't buy it. And I still view this, I still view Aaron Rodgers as an MVP front runner, maybe not through two weeks, but we still got what fourteen games left, fifteen games left, fifteen it's, games. Yeah, it's left early. Now. Pump your brakes. He's got to stay healthy. He's a little long on the tooth with his career. I mean, I'm you know, just be honest. I mean, he's, it's a long way to go. Right. So I mean, MVP talk, and I know the media wants to talk about that, but it, it, he's not thinking about that. He's no. th- he's thinking about tomorrow. How? Tomorrow getting to San Francisco clean. He's thinking about you know a Saturday walkthrough. I mean, these guys. It's methodical. I mean, he th- he's not thinking about that. He's thinking about win the next game. And get through the season, and at the end of the, you know, you get to playoffs, then you know we can think about the next step, maybe. No doubt about it. And I'm excited for Sunday night football, right? San Francisco is a team Green Bay has had a lot of trouble with. I'm a Green Bay guy. I was born and raised in Green Bay. So obviously, I'm very pumped for Sunday. I'm also very pumped for Saturday, Wisconsin Notre Dame. I assume you're more excited for Wisconsin Notre Dame. You're a college football guy. I'm a college players. football guy. I'll tell you one thing. You know, they used to call me Mr. College Football. Sorry. What's that guy? Not, not Beano Cook, but there was a guy. Down Wait, hold south. on. Uh, Tommy, stop, stop, Tommy, stop, stop, Tommy stop. Barnhart, he calls himself Mr. College Football, but the scrapper has been missed. Oh, come on. They, you, you said they used this, to call you Mr. College Football. Why well, don't they call you that anymore? What happened? Well, you know, I mean, it's just kind of everyone knows how much I love college football. I've been I've been everywhere. You know, like Michael Stormbreaker said about, you know, one of the greatest atmospheres in college football, nighttime in Baton Rouge, been to that game two or three times. I saw Bama play there, you know, at night. It's in, it, it's an incredible scene. I just I've just been all over the country, you know. Honestly, my brother's been everywhere, so I've obviously been. <laughs> I followed him around, but I've been I've taken upon liberty to travel all over the country, go to stadiums all over the country. You know, I made a movie about college football fans. It never got produced. That's another story. But we did shoot it and go all over the country. Just to answer your question, college football is the best, man. It's like Christmas, you know. Sunday's great. But college, you didn't foot- answer my question though. Why don't they call you Mr. College Football anymore? Well, some people do. Some people will call me, still call me Mr. Can I college call you that? You call me? Well, no, because the guy down, that guy, Tommy Barnhart's doing that. I think. I, I think his name is. is Tommy Barnhart. I have no idea who that he is. He works for ESPN or something like that. Okay. No, I'm just a scrapper that loves college football. You know what I mean? All right, so Mr. Lover of College Football well, Lover. I mean, college Football Lover Boy, Aaron Norvell. Yeah, I'll have to How's come that? up with a, a different name, but, you know, I mean, I just, the scrapper loves college You don't football. like College Football Lover Boy? College Football Lover. <laughs> you don't like that? You're a little, hey, this is a small room, dude. Come on, easy now. Oh, you're coming at me now? <laughs> I would be terrified. I mean, father time is real, Alex. Do, I'm not that scared. I do. I, well, I, you know, anything with love in it, man. That's I'm all about positivity. I'm all about goodness, and I, I, I do. Crushed that. it, yeah. uh, Alex. I want to ask you before we we jump to a break here. Uh, Wisconsin Notre Dame Saturday, Green Bay San Francisco Sunday. Which one are you looking forward to more? Oh, the Packers all the way. I think that the well. 
Yeah, I'm I'm more of an NFL guy. I'm not I'm not college football lover boy like uh, Aaron is. But nice, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. But like right. I, I can't speaking of great first names, by the way, Alex Gravano. Oh, we that. nailed it. We nailed it. The nice. the Alex nice. Dua on the show tonight. Uh, but I I think that the the quarterback controversy, the the duo, the 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 conflict of the college game is just that much more interesting the Notre Dame and and Wisconsin game. Yeah, I mean Conan Mertz really is the big headline there and it, it is like going to be a lot of fun to see how those two not only play but interact as well, right? I mean, you've got pregame, you've got halftime, you've got postgame. Is there going to be some words exchanged? Is there going to be a, a fire lit? I mean, it's super super exciting to see because you don't get that in the NFL as much as you do I guess you really don't get it in either league much, right? I mean, quarterbacks don't change teams a whole lot unless they're bottom of the barrel in the NFL. Whereas in college football, if you're a starting quarterback, and usually that's probably your spot until you lose it. And that obviously is kind of what happened with Jack Cohn, but he was hurt. It was an injury. They had the really highly recruited Graham Mertz and really couldn't say, hey, man, as the highest recruited quarterback prospect ever in Wisconsin history, we're not going to tell you to take a seat after doing what he did against but, Illinois last but year. That that was high school, and I keep going back. To, I mean, you know, all these 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 high school football. I get it was high school, but the first game against Illinois is what he did, the five touchdown right. performance. So it's like, how do you tell a guy to sit after he does that? You know, and it, that, it, right, absolutely. But I mean, that was that that was last year. This is this year. So I'm just saying, I, a lot of pressure on Graham Mertz. I think he's going to rise up. I hope they they coached him up good. I hope he just settles down, but. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as th- these guys, you know, did they text each other the night before the game? No, these guys are going to go out there and they're playing for their teams. They're not playing against each other. It's not one on one. It's a team sport, you know, but there's a lot of pressure on that young man, Mertz. There's a lot of pressure. I just want to go out there. I mean, I'm just saying just just, just like I said, Soldier's Field. <laughs> are you kidding me? He's going to Soldier's Field. Yeah. I just think that there's a little bit more pressure on Mertz than Cone. Cone's been there. He's kind of done that. And um, he's proved himself in front of hostile crowds. And so, you know, I I think the first couple series is going to be huge. You know what I mean? Run the ball a little bit. Do a little bit of play action. Don't do anything outside, you know, his comfort zone. And just just settle them down. Because I think it's going to be, the atmosphere is going to be insane. I think so, too. And we talked about it a bit with Mike Stonebreaker last hour. But obviously, I mean, this is an unbelievable, two unbelievable schools, two unbelievable programs, two ridiculously loyal fan bases that aren't terribly far away from Soldier Field. So that place is going to be jam-packed with both fan bases Going to be a ton of fun to watch. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. Metro Kia of Madison, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Located on Wayne Terrace right here in Madison. They buy cars. They sell cars. They're going to hook you up with a great deal. Did you hear what I just said? 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. That's about as good as it gets in this business, and the people over at Metro Kia of Madison, including our buddy Mike, are about as good as it gets in this business. Our friends over at Metro Kia here in Madison, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty, opened six days a week, closed on Sundays. They're watching Packers football. I mean, I I get it. I I would be closed on Sundays, too, if if I was in any business. I mean, that's just how it goes around here, especially in the fall. So It's a holy day. It is a holy day. A holy weekend this time of year. College football lover boy Aaron Novell. I'm Alex Strope. This is Metro (laughs) Kia's Thursday Night Drive. We'll keep it rolling next.
Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. What a great song. 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Alex Strofe, the Strofer. He's Aaron Norvell, the Scrapper. Scrapper. This is the Scrapper and Strofer show. That's right. For the night as uh, Derek, Tarek, and Jim all decided to take conveniently the same day off. The Scrapper, the Strofer, and the Stonebreaker, too. Oh, don't forget about the Stonebreaker. All that on Triple S. In hour one, if you missed that conversation, head over to Wisconsin On Demand. Check out the Thursday Night Drive podcast brought to you by our friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, home of the famous Horseshoe Bar and Madison's Best Happy Hour. I can't attest. Where perfectly primed steak meets classic New Orleans-inspired sides and handcrafted cocktails, all served alongside Ruth's own brand of warm hospitality. Each steak prepared just the way Ruth liked it, seared to perfection. 1,800-degree custom broiler finished with butter and fresh parsley, and then it's served on a 500-degree sizzling plate. That sounds about as delicious as it gets. Go see our friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. As mentioned, Alex Trump, Aaron Norvell, Alex Gravatt, helping us out on the other side. We were scheduled to chat with our friend Fat Jack, uh, the Fat Jack Sports Hour, which you hear every Saturday here on 100.5 ESPN. Guys, just too busy. Had to jump on a plane. So uh, Fat Jack might be crushing a Ruth Chris steak. Yeah, he might be 30,000 feet in the air as well because he's on a plane to Las Vegas right now. He's got to go play some weekend wagers, I guess. First class. First class up in the sky. All right, a little Fergie <laughs> action. So without Fat Jack, uh, Norvell, Strofe, couple degenerates we like to throw a couple go- dollars on games here and there yes we're gonna we're gonna throw some fake money at some games right now that's got a got a few lines for us is my understanding well, one or two you know we're, we're working on All right, it let's, got let's, some. let's talk about him <laughs> throwing at him absolutely so first and foremost it's the easiest one it, it's the most uh it's probably the most played one but i'm not gonna ask you straight up are you taking the packers at plus three i'm asking would you rather take the packers at plus three or the badgers at minus six and a half. Yeah, they talked about this on Scalzo and Brust four to six here on ESPN Madison a bit. Um, I'm riding with the Badgers minus six and a half, six and a half point favorites. Uh, look, I'm I'm not very confident in the Packers this weekend and their three point underdogs. Um, while I could very well see them winning this game if Aaron Rodgers just decides to go ballistic, the offense decides to look like it did in 2020. There is a good chance that Green Bay could win that game. However. I'm just not very confident in that right now as it sits on Thursday. Maybe my mind changes as we get closer to it. Uh, but, however, I do feel very confident about Wisconsin. I think they are the better team in this game. Do they win by a touchdown? Eh, I don't know. But if I had to throw money on one or the other, I would go minus 6.5 with the Badgers. It's a lot of points, but I, I don't know. I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling about the Badgers. Um, I'm, I think this two weeks, the Badger coaches staff has, has, has put together a good game plan. Yeah. I mean, this game couldn't get any bigger. Last time they played in Chicago was 1929. Nuke Rockney took his Notre Dame fighting Irish into Chicago and they beat the Badgers 19 to nothing. So they have to avenge that loss. Yeah, they do. But Aaron, real quick, before we move on to the next one, I, I do want to ask you because you have talked quite a bit about this. And uh, we actually had a, a commercial in rotation promoting Wisconsin College Game Day where you talked about it. Two weeks is a lot of time to prepare, and that's really going to work into the Badgers' favor this weekend. I think so. I mean, not only that, people kind of get healthy after the, the, 
Penn State game was a slobber knocker. Yeah, you know, I, I, there was a lot of guys in the tub. You know, they kind of love that word. Yeah, it's slobber knocker. They kind of beat up a little bit on, on on Eastern Michigan, but I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like kind of taking it easy in college. You know, practice is a little different, but back when I played, but you know, they take it easy anyway. But taking it easy, guys got healthy. Uh, a lot of learning. I just I think that the coaches did their job. A lot of learning, a lot of watching film, a lot of just get get getting ready for this game, and I think it's going to help them out. You know, last week they had to they had to play Purdue, and uh, they're going to have obviously did one week to prepare versus Badgers having two weeks. I just right. I just feel good about this game. I feel good about it. Yeah, I do too. And I think you know, obviously, you mentioned that the time to prepare certainly helps, but overall, like like I mentioned in the first hour, a bit. Notre Dame hasn't played that tough of a schedule, and they really haven't succeeded. That's so, why I'm feeling better. Uh, while they have won, they really haven't succeeded as much as maybe they would have liked. So uh, I will I will take Badgers minus six and a half, Alex. I think that's fair. I I would rather go Packers, honestly. Ooh, you you like them as the dog here. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's going to be tough for the I think it's going to be a really close game sure. in Notre or I guess not in Notre Dame, but in in Chicago. I think that's going to be just one of those that comes down to sure. it, a field goal whereas I think there's more of a chance that the Packers go out there and just revenge tour like Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to heat up and heat up and heat up. I think it's a little bit riskier, but I think there's like a higher ceiling play, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. The next the next one we've got here is going to be Devontae Adams. Ooh. He's been doing really well lately. Uh, you know, week one, nobody did that well. But um, his over-under on DraftKings is, <laughs> for receiving yards, is 86.5 yards. Now, Ooh. he's got... 56 in week one and 121 in a like kind of quiet fashion, aside yeah. from that 150-yard catch um, in, in week two. What do you think? Over or under? Ooh, say the number again. 86.5. Oh, that's really tough. If it was like 83 and a half, I'd say over. I'm being picky. Sure, I'll, I'll be the fan. I'll be the optimist. I'll take the over, but that is tough. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. He's their best receiver, and I think they're going to lock in on him. I'm taking the under. Okay, fair enough. Uh, where, where would you lie here? I mean, that's tough, right? I mean, it's so hard to predict yardage, but uh, it, 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 yeah, I, I think I'm. Oof, I think I'm all right with that. I'm on the over. They're going to keep double teaming him. They're going to keep going after him. They're going to do that. That's bit you know what's been happening for months. It's years, games. It doesn't matter. He's been beating it, and then not only that, there is a. Sp- the spring in his step this year. He is bouncing off tacklers. He is eluding would-be tacklers. He put on his Instagram story today a picture of him going into three converging lions last week, and then the next picture was him wide open past them. Two of them have tackled each other. He is on a different level this year. <laughs> I think the 99 Madden rating got to him or something, but he is on fire. Don't forget, though, they were watching film on him. So, I mean, it's called game plan. Well, they got a good... it's the NFL, though. It's a different beast, right? I mean, yeah. film can only take you so far. You actually have to go out and execute. So, uh, it's tough. It's it's a toss-up for sure. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's the best receiver in the National Football League, and his name's Devontae Adams. Yep, I heard he got anointed that. Now, this is one that I don't have the books on. I don't know what the over-under is. Make it up. I don't I, care. I am interested in <laughs> what you have to say. Packers over-under. One and a half sacks as a team. Oh, so they have one on the year so far, and yep. that really wasn't even a sack. I mean, Jared Goff pretty much fumbled it, and then they <laughs> fell on him. Ugh, one and a half sacks. I mean, obviously that defense has a chip on their shoulder. 
I'm I'm still going to take the under. I, I like San Francisco's offense. I think that's a well-oiled machine, even with the issues in the backfield. And I don't have a ton of faith in Joe Barry's defense. I'll take the under, but we've got a defensive player sitting right here. I think he's going to take the over just because he likes the action. I'm taking the over. Garofalo is going to be falling down. I'm taking. I'm going to try that again. Garofalo is going to be falling down. I'm going to take. Okay, you're having a stroke. What's going on? Is that big number fifty-five playing yet? What's his name? Is it Darius? No, he's not. Oh, right God, now. is that guy a stud? He is. But even without him, I'm taking him. I'm taking the over. All right, I dig it. Alex, one more? We got one more indeed, and this one is on Aaron Jones coming off a big week. Yeah. We've got scoring touchdowns, three all over the place, but we're actually going to stick with yardage. It's a low line this week. Is he going to get over or under 54 and a half yards. That's rushing yards? Mm. Rushing yards alone, not receiving yards. Yeah, I'm hammering the over on that. I think this is going to be kind of a grand first mentality, especially early. And he was big through the air last week, but three of his touchdowns, of course, coming via receiving, only one on the ground. But I think they're going to hammer, I think they're going to hammer down against that uh, tough defensive line that San Francisco has early i will take the over uh, 54 and a half 56 54 and a half 54 and a half yeah i'll take the over i'm gonna take the under because uh i don't know maybe maybe, maybe some other people getting there in the game or aj Dillon from boston college gets in there and breaks off a big one i'm just gonna i, I think a lot of packers are gonna get involved and i think uh I, I'm, I'm going with the under well so i, I just want to say one of us is going to be a rich man if this was real money because we've disagreed on everyone. Go ahead, Alex. What's your thoughts? I, I think it's going to be uh, an over, but I don't think it's going to be in the way that you have been saying. I think he's going to rip off one or two big runs, but I'm also of the mindset that this is going to be a big game for A.J. Dillon. It's going to be Ooh. a lot of outside mm-hmm. runs to exhaust you know, the Joey Boses and, and those guys on the outside, and then they're just going to ram it up the middle with Quadzilla, the quad father, He's A.J. Like, Dillon. Yeah, that's right. he, he is due, man. He is due for a big breakout game. He hasn't had one quite yet this year, so will be fun to watch. He's Aaron Novell. I'm Alex Struff. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive. We'll wrap it up next here on ESPN Madison. You remember how that song sold? They don't do the area code. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a damn good point. This is Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Coors Light, hanging out with you in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown on the Capitol Square. We've been having a blast talking Wisconsin football, talking Green Bay football, talking Notre Dame football, talking San Francisco football. We're just talking football because it's football season. (laughs) Is it Saturday morning at 11 o'clock yet? Mm. Yeah, we're looking forward to Saturday morning at 9 You're right, you're you're right. A little bit because ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day where you can hear both Aaron and I as well as Former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball and longtime media mogul Adam Mertz, our guy. Our boys. Uh, our crew will be back together Saturday morning getting you ready for the big game between Notre Dame and Wisconsin, as well as after the game. React with us for two hours no matter what happens. We're hoping for uh, Vegas to be correct, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Badgers taking on the 12th-ranked 
Notre Dame Fighting Irish, but I know you've continually throughout the last two hours, Aaron, have mentioned you know the history that's at history. Soldier Field, the oh. history in Chicago, the history of Notre Dame, the history of Wisconsin. I mean, they haven't played since 1964. Saturday's game is going to be a really, really big one. It's a big one for so many. Fa- I mean, how about the tailgating? I mean, the right. Wisconsin fans are going to take over Chicago. They probably started tonight. I by was going to say, I think that's already happened for the most part, but uh, more to come. I mean, this this legendary fair. So we get a legends right there. You know, let's just let's just think about this. Mike Here we go Dick, again. Mike Dick, a coach. What, what about the? You know, you keep talking about the Notre Dame legend. What about the Wisconsin legends? Aaron, well, Aaron Norvell, Monte Ball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Troy Vincent. You know, Alameda, Amici, Pat Richter, Barry Mar- Alvarez, Mar- Mar- Norvell. No, I was. I'm just saying this is a this is neutral. This is this is a pro stadium. So uh, Mike Dicker was a great coach. You know, won the '85 Super Bowl, um, actually '86, '85 season. But he had a quote, and I think that this really is going to. Here we go. You know, and I'm saying he, he he one of one of Mike Dicker's quotes is: "Before you win, you have to believe you are worthy." So I don't know. I that might be a little bit of a theme going in here with some. Some Badger players, you know, you got to think you're worthy. You got to think you're you're going to live up to these, you know, this hype. You know what I mean? I'm, what I'm trying to say is, I love them. I'm a Badger through and through. I just, I just, I, I just want want our boy to go in there and, and and relax. I'm talking about the quarterback. I'm I'm expecting a big game. I'm expecting a big game after two weeks. I think Paulie got him settled down watching film. And like I said, I did, it, it, it's 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 a huge game, but hopefully he's just settled down, goes in there and just does his job, and the Badgers are going to crush their opportunity to compete. Yeah, I'm looking forward to previewing it and recapping it all on Saturday here on ESPN Madison as well in uh, 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. If you're going to be down in Chicago, if you're going to be around Wisconsin yet, hanging out, getting ready, and watching that one, make sure you hang out with us before and after as we get you set and recap what went down between Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Well, Aaron, appreciate you filling in. It's been a blast here on Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive as uh, we both make our Thursday Night Drive debut. Hey, we had a good time, right? Hey. Yeah, it was all right. It, yeah, was, it was fun. We had, we had fun. We crushed our opportunity to have fun. Look at us. We're always having fun. Alex, big thanks to you for helping out back there as you do each week here on Thursday Night Drive. You're the only constant, man. Oh, you know, I, I'm just here doing my job. Just here so I don't get fined. It just, okay, Marshawn. Thanks a lot, buddy. Marshawn Gravat back there <laughs> hanging out with us. <laughs> this has been Metro Kia's Thursday Night Drive on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.